episode of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by The Everyday Fan. Check out their content and a passionate group of content creators getting together to create content for the, for the growing community of pop culture, fan base, fandoms, and especially sports such as football, basketball, baseball, professional wrestling, and MMA fantasy sport. Control your content and, set, and set, share your story around the world today. The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective, and this week we have pissed the entertainment gods off. That's at least my best conspiracy theory because everything has gone crazy in Hollywood. So, yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery happened after the big merger. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery's growing pains have begun in the most obsessively compulsive way possible, as on Tuesday, Batgirl filmmakers, I can't pronounce their name because I cannot pronounce it for the life of me, I've tried, they had recently celebrated uh, one of the directors' weddings at a bash attended by guests such as their Bad for Boys for Life, Star Will Smith, I'm hoping he didn't slap anybody, in the afterglow of the happy occasion that he received out of nowhere news. Despite it being deep into deep post-production for HBO Max bound, Batgirl was canned, shelved. Please note, it was in post-production. And they spent $90 million on it. Do you not see the problem here yet? So, yeah. So, yeah, there has been a lot of insanity going on with this week, starting off with the cancellation of the Batgirl movie that was set for HBO Max and was being discussed potentially for a theatrical release, though it didn't go as much as it could have went. It was going to be a modestly budgeted movie, 90 million. It was originally 80 million, but an extra 10 million jumped it up to 90 million due to COVID-19 protocols and the pandemic. 
And there was a multiple sources. Warner's considered pumping more money into the movie to beef it up for a 2023 theatrical release. Another source downplays the notion of theatrical upgrade was seriously in contention. As from a script stage, it was conceived as a streaming play. Either way, when a very early version of the film was tested with temporary virtual effects and score, it landed a score of the low 60s and is believed to have only tested once. Field producers and executives have long known test screens are best used to, as a gauge for whether audiences are engaged or disengaged for certain parts of the film, and as a final judgment call of the movie. For example, horror films that end up doing well are known for testing in the 60s. Batgirl's text, test scores, which was the director's cut, is comparable to tests for the first It movie, which round up grossing $700 million globally, as well as an early test for the upcoming Shazam Fury of the Fury of the Gods. Both of those films tested in the 60s, but we're still going to release the Shazam Fury of the Gods by our logic. So, yeah. Warner's leadership under the new leader feared it would not deliver the spectacle DC audience they are accustomed to because they feel like DC films are should be big budgeted explosions. So, yeah. Uh, this also co co coincides with the fact that the Wonder Twins movie they were making for HBO Max, Max was canceled as well by the same by the new owner. Which was more tolerable to take in because that was only in pre-production and they had just started announcing cast members. But like I said, it was in pre-production so the wounds were not as deep. This movie is completed, virtually completed, had probably some editing and virtual effects done. Uh, they probably weren't going to be as grand as explosive insane, insane asylum levels. It was just going to be a grounded street movie, hero-based fighter. And that would have been okay, for, for me at least. Like, I was ready to see the more intimate take on the DC Universe instead of the big, grand, heroic adventures of explosions and save the world. It's just Batgirl fighting in the city, learning from Michael Keaton's Batman, because that was apparently the original plan. He was supposed to come back for Flash, then that got delayed, and then all the stuff with uh, Ezra Miller happened, and they have never been the same since. And they are still on track to release the movie next year. Even though people would probably be alright if that was cancelled, considering what Ezra Miller has done, and has gone off the lamb. So, yeah. So yeah, despite the fact that Warner Media had pumped in all this money into this movie and they were ready to test things out, they were also going to work on a Blue Beetle movie, a Nightwing movie that were going to be set in the DCU last I heard, but now that Batgirl's done for, it does come to no surprise if it does go that route where all where Blue Beetle and Nightwing will also be canned. So... The strategy has been reversed. In May, after David's, I can't pronounce his last name, killed a DC Wonder Twins movie that was in pre-production. Everything going forward, a string film will be made for a more modest number, and if it's for theatrical, it better feel theatrical. The, 
the death of the Batgirl movie hit also hints at a diminished role for Keaton going forward. The actor who hadn't played the Dark Knight since 92's Batman Returns was being positioned as akin to Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury in the MCU, an elder statesman who could pop up in multiple films and offer guidance. In Batgirl, he said to have been at the center of a splashy action sequence. And, uh, yeah, remember, he's part of the Flash movie who has their lead actor go crazy currently. Keaton also filmed a scene for the upcoming Aquaman, The Lost Keaton, that was te- that test audience found confusing as unclear why ba- Keaton's Batman was in this in this universe. The Lost Keaton was previously supposed to open before The Flash, which will explain Keaton's return. But as last week, Aquaman starters were more revealed that Bat... Ben Affleck was filming a scene as Bruce Wayne, suggesting Keaton has been replaced with Affleck's version of the character. So, Batflick's back. So, yeah, they were all, and people are also mad that the fact that diversification was cut out, like they had a they had a transgender character involved, and yeah. So, yeah, it's it's annoying that that happened. Like this movie was virtually completed. It was ready to be released for the most part. There was still some editing to be done and some virtual effects to be done, but it probably wasn't going to be a lot because it's a grounded street movie that I honestly think it would have probably could have worked as a Daredevil vibe. And I was like, it's not like there's no such thing as feeling intimate personal stories and not all grand adventures, right? Because Daredevil definitely wasn't getting a cult following that wanted him back, and everyone freaked out and cried when he returned. It's not like he's going to have an 18-episode season coming back. That called Born Again, based off of our Frank Miller comic, when he was still good. Right? Oh, and by the way, the crew was not informed about this decision to cancel the film until it was public. Warner Media, Warner Brothers Discovery, we screw up big time. And not only that, Walter Hamada was only was only informed of Batgirl being shelled at a test screening of Black Adam, and was upset to have not been consulted. Yes, Walter Hamada was. Apparently so furious over the release over the cancellation of Batgirl that he almost quit in a report. So he's ready. To, he, he's ready to run. He, he's ready to leave. Oh my god, the fact Walter Hamada is pissed considering what he did to uh, Ray Fisher. Yeah. It's not all that other stuff he did that could have outed him and ruined his career. No, no, no. Batgirl being canned was the straw that broke the camel's back. But he got tucked out of that and sold. Okay, can you at least stay and then throw a fit after Black Adam comes out? Then we could be done with this? Okay. So yeah, he apparently st- has agreed to stay with the studio until at least October 21st with the release of Black Adam. So unless something happens between now and October 21st, he's done. And I'll get to why it could not, why he, why, why, why it could be going on with the future of the DCEU stuff. In fact, I've kind of given up on that point. Uh, but Warner Brothers also 
also Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery takes a $825 million write-down on content following high-profile DC accents and TBS TNT cancellations, none of which involve AEW, so we're good on that. They even promoted them a bit. So, yeah. A ton of content was cut out from the show. There's a lot of restructuring going on. It's kind of irritating at times. And I have no idea what's going to happen now. It's so confusing in this point in time. It's frustrating. It's sad. In fact, I'm kind of surprised we haven't been insulted yet by the, by the group. But it is what it is. We're going to take a brief break and we'll be back after these messages. I'll see you all in a little bit. Take care. We're back with these after these messages. So, as the drama continued to unfold and protests on the internet demand the release of Batgirl because people believe they should have the right to judge the movie because it's virtually nearly completed, besides a few virtual effects and probably some editing to be done. Still don't know why they did that, but uh, yeah. Uh, it was also announced during their big conference call, second or, second quarter earnings call that they they announced that HBO Max and Discovery Plus will merge to become one streaming platform. And the restructuring project will also fully embrace theatrical film releases following news that Batgirl will be shelved, canceling plans of an HBO Max theatrical debate. They also said DC Comics and the DC lore remains at the top of the list for the brand when asked about the scrapping of Batgirl, adding that Bat Black Adam, Shazam, Fear of the Gods, and the Flash will remain on the roster. <laughs> Those two I, I'll understand, but really, you're going to keep Flash? Like, no one will be mad if you canned it, considering what Ezra Miller has been doing. You probably would cut your better off cutting your losses with that with that, with them. Oh god damn it. Like the, the they have lost their sanity with what they've done. Especially the cult and grooming. So and, and then he, then David comes out and says this. We're not gonna put a movie out unless we believe in it. So Flash should be scrapped. Got it. They also said the team also denied rumors that the merger would result in the scaling down of original programs. There was some buzz today about how HBO Max is going to start doing less series and strategies to embrace the support and then drive the incredible success that HBO Max is having. The update comes after Warner Media and Discovery Merge in April, combining the vast portfolio of whatnot, yada yada yada. There were no additional details showed how the merger may impact current shows. Rumors of a possible second board buzz before the call, the first indication after the scrapping of Batgirl, which was already finished shooting and cost reported for 90 mil, all and all that stuff. Leslie Grace also came out with a statement saying thank the cast and crew for the seven months in Scotland, basically wasting everybody's time and having to realize that the decision to not release Batgirl is a reflect of our leadership strategic shift as it relates to the DC Universe and HBO Max. Adding that Grace is an incredibly talented actress, this and this decision does not reflect on her performance. We are incredibly grateful to the filmmakers of Spackgirl and Scoob Holiday Haunt and their respective cast, and we hope to collaborate with everyone again in the near future. So, yeah, uh, speaking of Scooby-Doo, uh, Scoob Holiday Haunt, the sequel to Scoob, was also canned 
after they just revealed a presentation of it a little bit for their plan for this year. Yeah. Also, not long after these cancellations, HBO Max quietly removed six originals from its library, and I was like, oh, you've got to be effing kidding me. Why? Okay. Fine, if you're not going to release something, okay, but you've already released these. Why are you taking it back? Moonshot, a sci-fi rom-com starring Cole Sprouse and Lana Condor. The Witches, a remake of the Roald Dahl classic starring Anna Hathaway and Octavia Spencer. An American Pickle, a dramedy starring Seth Rogen, Super Intelligence, an action comedy starring Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcon. Locked Down, a crime heist starring Anna Hathaway, uh, Hathaway and... I can't pronounce her, this other actor's name. And China City King, a coming of age drama starring I cannot for the life of me pronounce these names. While streamers routinely remove content to make room for more, the streamer did announce the departure of the Warner Bros. tiles in their monthly What's Leaving list, further raising concerns that the streamer would be axed. Adrian Axe dispelled their such rumors however on Thursday, announcing that select programs from Chip from the from the Mongolia network, including Five Fixer Upper, would arrive in September. The streamer also recently announced a new season of Selena Gomez's cooking show, Selena Plus Chef, an HBO Max original. Yeah, that doesn't answer why this other stuff was just suddenly out. Like, can we answer that? Can you answer that? No, we're not going to get an answer. So that happened, and it was announced by Kevin Smith that there's been updates regarding HBO Max's Strange Adventures and Green Lantern, and while he didn't go into much detail that Nicolas Cage was set to play Bizarro, but they hadn't sent a contract or anything yet, they were considering it, and they wanted to do an anthology series with the Strange Adventures that was meant to introduce DCU characters that weren't Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And they were willing, and the Warner Bros. team was apparently set apparently willing to spend 16 to 20 million dollars per episode, and had creating pairings work up scripts to submit to make up the first season. But then revealing that he was given the heads up by one of his by one of the production teams that yep, Strange Adventures is officially dead, that the project wasn't moving forward. And then they, though he admits he doesn't know it for a fact, Smith is pretty much feeling it's the same thing for the Green Lantern series as well. The one that Jeff Johns, the guy who's also had a questionable history right now lately, was also removed from, was also uh, having issues with. So, um, Green Lantern and, and Strange Adventures are dead. Yep. So, with Warner Brothers Discoveries plan, they decided to have the CEO David, I can't pronounce his last name for the life of me, announce that there will instead be a codified plan for the future DC movies. Saying we have done a reset, we've restructured the business where we're going to focus and where there will be a team with a 10 year plan focusing on the DCU. It's very similar structure to Alan Horn and Bob Iger's put together very efficiently with Kevin Feige at Disney. and that the company is going to focus on quality over quantity. So, then by that logic, if you're going to reset the button, then scrap all the movies you had going by that logic. 
There's even been rumors Gal Gadot is set to come back as Wonder Woman, and they even want to bring back Henry Cavill as Superman, which was awesome, but still, I have my doubts of everything going on as crazy as it is. So, yeah, this is so confusing, isn't it? So, when I was looking this up and hearing all this stuff, especially when Ezra Miller came into the news about how they would travel to the U.S. with a gun because they think they're being hunted down, and I'm not kidding when I say that, like, at all, like, how in God's name did no one say anything about this? So, talk about issues. So, I've been saying this for a little bit. At this point, while they're restructuring a new plan for the DCU, I said that they should they should just let Black Adam be more of a starting point to start fresh, edit out references that would connect it to the rest of the DCU, as loosely as that sounds, and have this be the first in Flash canned, because of course they should. And... Then the situation further deteriorates as I then look up more about this stuff and then I just ultimately decided a little bit later that, you know, at this point they should kind of stop doing the shared universe concept for the DC stuff. Not, not like, um... Not like stop the whole thing. I, I talked to somebody on Twitter about this. I said, honestly, Warner Bros. Discovery should have DC so stick to animated universes and live action TV. They got everything going well with the Tomorrowverse, the universe that formed after Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, and the Young Justice. Have films be standalones or trilogies. Like, honestly, I think that's the way to go at this point. Like, they have, they, they, they can't work They've tried multiple times to try a shared universe. They tried it with Zack Snyder and it didn't work out and it's led to a very toxic environment nowadays for the DCU fans. And we have the comic books doing all right. Too many Batman, but still. And yeah. And they're saying we're gonna follow a 10 year plan similar to what Disney and Marvel did. They didn't. That, that That's the thing that made the MCU unique. Yeah. That it was all planned out, that this was all masterfully stroked and intricately connected. Except it wasn't. It wasn't planned. Remember that line from Iron Man where he says, I'm Iron Man. Where he reveals his secret identity to the entire world? Yeah, um, that wasn't planned. That was improv. And that changed the entire direction they were probably going to go with. Remember Edward Norton's Hulk? Oh, oh, he's gone now. Uh, we'll get Mark Ruffalo and act like the first second film never happened, except it did, except it didn't. Except it did. And never resolved that plot point until 20 years later. You really think they had all this plan? They didn't even know what they were gonna, they didn't even know what Avengers was going to be. Like, the, Josh Sweden, as terrible as he is these days, even admitted, yeah, I even had written up, I even had ideas for, for, um, for Ant-Man the Wasp to show up, even though they weren't officially established yet. We had nothing going on at the time. We had no idea what we were going for. It's only because they were, uh, their ability to adapt with everything around them that they made them so successful. DC couldn't do that. 
They were in terms of the infighting with clicks and whatnot. But for this, but for Marvel, they had a commitment. They were ready to get to Avengers, then we'll figure out as we go along. Then we'll get to Infinity War, we'll figure it out as we go along. And remember, Spider-Man wasn't even supposed to be in Captain America Civil War. But then Sony was like, you can have the rights back to Spider-Man if we get to have our movie characters with villains, even if it may suck. And long and behold, he joins the MCU. Then he almost left again, and then all hell broke loose. I don't think they realized how that worked. Now they're going for a more structured plan, but again, they might still have the adaptability sense to it. So, I don't see how they're saying, we're going to be like Marvel. You're not. You should be yourself. Like, you should have a structure, I feel like. And if you have to adapt to situations, you should. You should have a strong commitment to it. At best, Marvel had a five-plan outline. Like, they had, okay, we get to these films, we do Avengers. We get to this, we get to Age of Ultron. We get to this, we get to the Infinity War and Endgame saga. Everything else we just make up as we go along. And adapt when needed. Like, they probably didn't even have a chart, a full-fledged chart ready for them. But again, that's why made the MCU so special. Like, it makes you think that this was always planned. Then it wasn't. <laughs> they even admitted to it. The Kevin Feige admitted to it. They've admitted to this. He's even offered condolences to the directors of the Batgirl movie. And, like, he seems like a swell guy. We, we don't know, honestly. They're having stuff going on about him, but they kind of died down the last I heard. But, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I honestly don't know. Everything just seems so out of whack and every craziness going on. So, we'll have to see. This was Neo Reality Collective, hosted by Eric Brown. We'll see you all again next time. Stay tuned for this ad break and outro. Oh, and I'll see you all again next time. And this episode was brought to you by the Everyday Fans. Take care. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels, such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.